Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. And we are on, we are live, we are back. Well, that sounded like a little bit of a, like a wrap. There was a bit of syncopation there. I was going to get in the vibe. I like that. That's good for this time in the morning as well. Good. <laughs> Literally, this morning, I need five coffees and a half for just to be able to compute. So if I get lost and if it's kind of like that error message, like, uh, Becca, you're picking <laughs> You're picking up. <laughs> That's kind of my vibe today. So I don't know. I think for the first time, maybe in a long, in a long time, I guess, I'm just kind of feeling like, I mean, not looking outside in the British weather, but I feel like it's summer and I feel like my brain is just telling me, just no. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) I'm talking to people and there are a couple of, I don't know, obviously I want to hear your opinion as well, maybe from clients and people, just for context in in case, you know, listeners don't know exactly what we do. I do work with some companies, but mainly I work with individuals. So obviously I work with some startups, more of a consulting basis, but my membership and the the people that we serve are basically creatives and experts and that side of things. So the individuals, the freelancers, I guess you can even camp them in. Everybody's feeling a bit kind of disheartened because just 
everybody's wanting to talk about something else or doesn't really want to listen as much. And I find it really fascinating because three people told me in the past literally four days. So again, I kind of felt I'm kind of like, that's where I am as well. I see everyone just not picking up things as much. And I'm just like, okay, then I'm just going to slow down. For the first time, I'm just forcing myself to do that. I don't know if you had the same from a client perspective, how they're seeing people actually interacting, because I don't know exactly what clients you have, but Mm -hmm. from a freelancer perspective, individual perspective, a lot of our members have seen this kind of downtake of things. Definitely. I think from my experience, I've noticed, A, I think with it being summer and people not necessarily being able to go anywhere particularly fancy, um, but there is that still that summer feel of, oh yeah, I'm on annual leave or this person's on annual leave so we can't get sign off for things and then you have these I've definitely created a few strategies recently and the the um, launch date has been and gone through no fault of anyone and like it's all fine but it's just like ah like holidays and stuff just happens and it does feel a lot slower and then sometimes you get someone like within the client who is really really eager but and they they're kind of on board they've got the know-how and the knowledge and like they're like yeah yeah like this sounds really great but then sometimes they have to get a sign off from further up or what have you and I feel like sometimes if they don't have like the understanding it can be like a oh do we need to do that right now it's like yeah we do let's do it let's do it and I think especially at this time of year it's really hard if you're going through that process as well to get people on board and like realize that like time is of the essence but definitely i feel like there's a there's a vibe this week it's just like yeah it's just slow slow it down i love that you mentioned that actually because i don't know i think because of the the big the big p i like to call it the big piece so like, because of that i think i when whenever i've been to be honest whenever i've been helping a, a company let's call it this way instead of an individual in the past year has been literally like a fight or flight sort of, we have no system whatsoever. So it's easier for me because I also combine the time management side of things and just systems as well as strategy, right? So it's always been kind of like, well, what can we do in the next, you know, two, three months has been quite uh, like quick, I guess, and quite and quite straightforward. Because also, again, because of the big P, I think that's what's happened. Like we, we haven't really looked at like long-term strategies and long-tail activations for a long time. And now you can actually do that. And I think, again, I'm looking at what you just said. I think now is a good time obviously to look at what you want to do in autumn, even if summer quietens down. But I wonder whether 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 you talk to the individuals or whether you talk to the companies, whether you talk to the, the higher-up managers, people are struggling to actually look that far ahead. It's like, this is not how I've been doing things for the past year. Why do I have to look two months ahead? What's going to happen in two months? I think there's almost a bit of a fear of that. And it's really hard because marketing is also about looking at what's coming and preparing for some big moments. So I don't know if it's just me kind of looking at it, but I realized that I haven't done this for a while, looking far ahead for some of my clients because people didn't know whether it was worth it almost. Definitely. And when you said the fear, I was like, yep, I agree. I feel like there's definitely a thing where people are so used to basically not even having the choice to look far ahead. Like, okay, let's do this now. Or, oh, something's happened. We need to change everything that we had planned. And now I think that there's this slight, you know, people are holding back because they don't, it, half, I feel like it seems too good to be true that we can maybe hopefully plan far ahead again. 
And then also that little bit of, well, I want to do it, but then if something does come up and we have to change it all again, everyone's kind of been through that now and knows how much work that that uh, is involved with that. So I think there is a bit of like, mm, just, you know, cautiousness around it. But I, I'm hopeful that like I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I like planning ahead. I, I love that. So I want to do it and, and convince people like, we can do it, we can do it. I'm the same, to be honest. I, 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 again, I'm working with a couple of people at the moment, like, again, like clients, and let's say consulting, because it helps get in the difference. Consulting clients, and there is virtually, there's planning ahead, but it's so messy, and I'm just like, how can you do that? So I understand, because I'm the same. I'm like, I need to have things in order. I need to have systems. We are obviously working to get the next steps of all marketing school on, and um I think off air more than on air we talked about notion like becca was introducing me to the love of notion which then i realized actually i use something similar for creative impact but for the first time because it was in the creative impact kind of app i guess so they, they were together and it was easy for some things but also it always felt like creative impact has got 17 folders and then oh, marketing school was this little thing so i moved it to notion just because i thought like fresh start and there's a lot more collaboration for all marketing school and for the first time, I actually remembered how how much time it takes to actually set up a whole system from scratch and looking at the different documents and, you know, and figuring out what you need to actually have in place. And I appreciate why some people, you know, because we haven't had to do it, we, a lot of people haven't had to do it for a long time. It is work as well. I think it's also like, you know, how do I do it the best way? So I kind of wonder whether when it comes to planning ahead, planning big strategies or campaigns, whether actually, and I'm asking almost you the question, and then we're going to jump into the, the fun little bits of the week's past, whether we're going to find that at intermediate level. Like I'm kind of wondering whether we are going to look at the whole year at any point anymore, or whether that 90-day sweet spot is where we're going to live. Or, you know what I mean? I'm kind of wondering whether it has shifted the way that we look at strategies and campaigns when it comes to marketing for good, speculative little kind of like in, in how can I say this like little hat on you know one of my little hats on that's what I'm putting on what do you think we love the hats I love all the hats no I think there will be a bit of an in-between and I can already see that some of our clients are actually more on board to do sort of shorter sharp bursts of campaign um just to test the water basically and then if anything comes up it's not like no major change has to take place, which is fine. And what I also am noticing is quite good with that kind of happening is that before you'd have to plan out or it'll be the done thing to, okay, we're gonna plan out months and months and months or maybe even a year and this is how it's gonna be, which is great. But sometimes that makes it tricky if like a new ad format comes out or something like a new whole new platform comes out. Whereas now I think more and more clients are doing like maybe a month or as you say like three months and that's as far as they want to push it which is great because I think in terms of testing like well, I'm sure we'll talk about this but Instagram reels it, you can now use those as ads everyone has access or will be getting access very soon so that's exciting and that's now going to be much easier to like pull into the strategy because it's much shorter and be like yeah we can just pivot this quickly and we can change it and just test it Whereas before it'd be like, oh, well, we've already, you know, we planned it and it would kind of ruin everything, like the groundwork. So that's, I think, a positive of if 
the campaign work is a bit shorter means that we can test more and testing means data and data means that we know our audiences really well and I love data basically <laughs> I want to know how it's going to work so yeah I think that that's a really good aspect of you know this maybe shorter term planning switch I love that and I, I love that you mentioned that test and reiteration because I find that that is also one of the problems. And with digital marketing in general, I think there's been a different type of awareness before. With traditional marketing first, having been still like the go-to, and now things have literally flipped. Now we're more open to testing. But also when I talk to people that are not as savvy, or again, they can blame as clients a lot of the time for some, for some of us, you can see that they really struggle with the idea of, you know, why you know why why do I have to test it? Why do I have to look, look at the things? Why do I have to analyze it and kind of change and try? And a lot of the time it's like, well, I'm gonna try for for a day or two. If it doesn't work, I'm gonna switch. And I'm like, give things time, give them a time to figure out how it works. And I think it's really fascinating because we have this kind of dual almost brand design. It has to happen straight away. I do a let's say a real ad. It has to perform. And it has to get loads of leads in one day. I sad sadly is not the case. So I think it's a double edged sword of digital marketing you have to take enough time to test things properly. You cannot just give it one shot and hope, but also again, because things can change so quickly, you need to be open to pivot. So it's kind of that little, like the little scale that you need to balance almost. Now. Trust the process. <laughs> bam. Today we're just going in with the, some motivational stuff. I love it. I'm, go I'm gonna write that. Now, whoa. you mentioned real ads testing and <laughs> look at that face. I want you to tell me more because I saw that, but I didn't focus as much like looking into it as probably as you have. So tell us more because that is exciting. It's so exciting. Um, I'm really happy about it. So basically a few weeks ago, Instagram were testing Instagram Reels as ads, and now they are gonna be launching in all regions. So I think this is a really exciting development and I guess kind of unexpected because Instagram, loves their ads you know what was part of facebook so this is probably going to happen um but uh everything that we've talked about recently especially with how in instagram you've got the different algorithms i think this is going to be a really good opportunity for brands to kind of use their ads in a different way and hopefully be as creative as possible so um, I watched a online uh, TikTok event the other day that were really like hammering the point home about don't make ads, make TikToks. And so I hope and I think this is an opportunity for brands to take a similar approach on Instagram because TikTok ads, you know, the in-feeds ads have been around for I think nearly a year now. So this is a chance to take those skills, put them on Instagram. And I think people are, re are finding a lot of success with organic reels at the moment. So I'm very excited to see how this transfers into paid stuff. And also it's just, it's just another opportunity to mix up our strategy as we've just talked about, you know, test them, test them, see how they work with the audience versus like story ads or just your, your generic in-feed ads. Very exciting. I love that you mentioned that because uh, we did a training with our friends at Tailwind for Creative Impact this week, and it was all about reels. And Chloe, who is one of the, the guys in the team at Tailwind, we just to explain what they are, their platform for scheduling, both Pinterest and Instagram mainly. 
and she had a chat with the, the Instagram. I love it. I'm going to tell you this bit that she said to me. This Instagram team member, right? This lady was going to answer all the questions that she had for half an hour. However, she said, we're going to talk today, but we'll never talk and speak again. It just felt like she was talking to the M, you know, MI6 and it was like, yeah, we're going to talk this one time and then I'm going to be gone in a puff of smoke. Uh, so she was like, ask as many questions as you want. So Chloe reported to me a lot of the stuff and it's in the, in the training itself, uh, which we did for our members and such. And it was really fascinating because it talked a lot about reels and actually the fact that Instagram is investing literally interest and is kind of like pushing the reels so much so that interestingly enough they recommended if they were to recommend the ratio of reels versus other types of posting whatever it is is 60 40 these days so when you think about it obviously it's not tiktok style well like every post is a tiktok but think about the 60 40 ratio 60 obviously reels 40 everything else and another thing that i love which now i don't have in front of me so i'm going to try to remember by by heart i guess is um that she the lady mentioned actually the breakdown of the different types of content and while they actually all have different purposes which i think we don't think about enough and it goes back to what you mentioned about the the ads uh, almost like side of things so the feed posts are more for moments that you want to celebrate that we want to be remembered that you want to celebrate um obviously stories is the behind the scenes and then she mentioned that reels is more about the engaging discoverability side of it where you want new people to find you and i found it all really really interesting because it came from the author's mouth I love this. And I think that's such a good point about how the actual purpose of the content is so often overlooked. It's like, oh, let's just chuck a, a carousel in here or do a story for this. And with Reels, I think there was a bit of time where people didn't quite know how to use it. So they were just throwing everything at it like, what's going to work? But breaking it down like that and actually thinking about the user intent as well. I, I love, I throw that phrase around so much, but how people use Instagram specifically, I think is very unique. And I think um, I love as well, almost thinking of each piece of content as like a mini blog post. I'm like, how is this actually gonna provide some value to people rather than just like doing it real because it looks cool or whatever. I'm like, I want it to look cool and be valuable, you know, and get those people in. Like if, you, if you're gonna be discovered, give them something that's actually gonna make them want to follow you, you know, not just like, oh, look, I'm using a reel so I can say I've used reels. So oh, I really like that. I really, oh, that's making me happy. I'm happy. <laughs> it was excellent. And obviously that came from somebody like, she asked loads of questions uh, to actually understand how to use reels. And it's that, um, you know, it's that idea that there are different formats that I think were created you know, to support, but not necessarily, I'm, I'm going to basically have guides in my mind, like, you know, they were not necessarily thought as the new breakthrough formats that would change the way people use Instagram. But you can see that some of these, even carousels are actually excellent. But again, you know, in the grand scheme of things, whereas I think they really realized that with Reels, they had a great way to compete with TikTok, uh, quite mercilessly, I shall say as well. And because as you say, Instagram is such a unique platform and the way people use it is so unique. Um, it's been really interesting to see that even Instagram said, yes, as we mentioned about the algorithm secrets, there's a there's a different way that the algorithm works and, and analyzes for reels versus the feed. So it already shows you that they're really trying to encourage a different type of relationship also. So I think it's really, really interesting. And I kind of would want to see whether 
what Instagram is going to do now is focus on that, developing these these few things and testing them just to really see and almost kind of taking the rest of the year to focus on development of reels and even like that creator economy kind of tools that they are kind of pushing on um, in the newsletter. And then we'll be done with Instagram and see if there's any other little bits that come to, heart, to mind. But um, I also put replay of a Q&A that Adam Mosseri did. I, I love him because it's got similar classes to ours. I feel like we're all geeks at heart. I was like, yes, man. Anyway, and, and he did this 15-minute Q&A you can watch uh, on the creator's account. And you can see actually ask, he answers questions live. And I think it's really interesting because you can actually see what they're investing so much time to explain to the creators how to use the platform best because I think they realize that these are the power users that they really want to take on. So that's what I see almost Instagram going for the, for the rest of the year. That's what I see is focused to be, which is interesting because I was wondering whether they were going to focus a lot more onto the shopping side of it and the e-commerce, but I'm kind of wondering whether they're almost using the creators to really power that through instead of just relying on the brands. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've noticed, especially in the last maybe month or three months or so, Instagram, it feels like they're being a lot more transparent about behind the scenes stuff, especially with these Q&As that keep happening, the insight on the algorithm that we've not had really ever before to this level. And I think, like in my opinion, they're basically playing catch up with how TikTok are talking about their platform because from right from the offset, TikTok has always been quite open and they've put so much effort into making, um, you know, huge like resources section for marketers. They do these events. I say I went to one virtually this week and they were just so like, there's no kind of barriers or anything. They're telling you exactly what to do and how everything works. And I really appreciate that. And I think creators appreciate that as well, because they want to know like if they're going to dedicate time to a platform, how does it work? How can they, how can they make it effective for them? Um, because that's you know that's going to affect a lot in terms of how successful they are on the platform the time that they're putting into it and everything so I'm happy that Instagram are doing this and saying this is where we're going to be kind of focusing our attention on this is how it works as well so that brands and creatives who are like okay is Instagram reels worth the time you know or is it just some unknown entity you know I think it, it shouldn't be unknown. It needs to be clear to everyone what this is for and how to get the best out of it if Instagram want to keep up with the success of TikTok. Um, and I agree with you. I, I think that this probably will be their focus rather than shopping because if they don't do it now, as in the real stuff, I think they'll, they'll miss their opportunity. That's my take. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and I think you're, knitting, you're literally hitting the nail on the head there because when I see... The behaviors that's kind of what I'm seeing and also I was when you were mentioning about TikTok and you know that transparency almost I also one of the, a couple of things that happened this week on the TikTok side there have been a couple of different campaigns that have been announced like the and you can see also the different events they really focus on so they're, they're very aware of it and I think it's kind of what you would expect from them by now because you see them doing there was like the create kindness which I think was really was really interesting which is all about you know, preventing bullying and trying to encourage that good relationship, almost like etiquette, but in a in an open way. And then there was um, another couple of campaigns. One which was also I don't remember the name of the campaign sadly right now, but in partnership with Cannes as well, which is actually the festival. So I think it's interesting to see that TikTok that that's how they've been anyway interacting, and the fact that they use also these type of partnerships with big organizations to create that curated content. 
um, really shows the way that the platform has always been going, which I find interesting. And these were two things that really caught my eye this week. Before we go, is there one more thing that uh, you really got excited about that you saw this week that you would like to mention as well? I did. I saw Spotify launching uh, Spotify Green Room, I think it's called, which is basically Clubhouse. Um, but I thought it was super exciting because it's within the Spotify environment and basically is an opportunity for either celebrities, artists or podcast hosts, which is particularly why I got my interest, um, to have a live session, get people listening. It's, it's, to be honest, it's identical to the Clubhouse format. But what I particularly liked is how you can basically straight away turn your live session into a podcast because of Spotify's integration with Anchor as well. It looks like it's going to be really, really seamless and a good opportunity if you wanted to have a live podcast event and then turn it into your episode with no worries at all, then that's going to be a good solution. And I thought, okay, this is this is nice. Like, it's not just a clone for the sake of saying that that's possible. It actually seems to fit in well with what Spotify is doing already. Unlike uh, the Facebook clone, which I also saw and I thought, why? Well, you do I don't feel like say that Facebook needs it, but they're gonna they're gonna do it, aren't they? They always are. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, at least they're gonna try. That's what matters. But I agree with that. I think it's it's good to see that you think, okay, this platform actually fits this format, which we know has been successful. And I, to be honest, even out of Twitter Spaces, for example, which is another option, this one is the one that I think would work the best from my opinion, because as you say, so seamless, it makes sense. It also allows different users to use it. So that's going to be really, really exciting. So again, we'll probably talk about a bit more also in the coming weeks. So don't you worry. As always, you can find me everywhere on social if you want to share more love and what you've learned at Fab Giovanetti. Becca, where people can find you? You can find me at Becca Social. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you again or you hear us again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time. <laughs>